Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I asked you for how you would handle a situation. You know, will you go out to restaurants and that sort of thing? Um, if we get rolling and Patty has texted the show to say on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, Bob, we're definitely going out for dinner. Uh, when they open it up, we're booked and confirmed. And uh, you have the most interesting reports on COVID. Always food for thought. Thank you. Well, there you go. I mean, anytime you can reference Eric Weinstein on a sports show, you're probably doing okay. And we got a little bit of direction here. Excited Don has texted the show to say, Brendan, today's music should have been something from the Beatles' Let It Be album. 50th anniversary. Can't believe I'm saying this on a sports show. We always do it for the people, Don. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. It's a hell of a song. All right, welcome back, everybody. 1235 at Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. And uh, we're bringing in another young gun as well, Cody Jansen, back at the studio as well. You'll be hearing him Monday and Tuesday on Oilers Now. But at this time, we're going to bring our headliner. That's right. He's our headliner, Elliot Friedman. Our headliner brought to you by Touchback Safety. Touchback remains open for training and taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. Elliot, in the first hour, or the first half hour of the show, I got in, yes, a Pulley Arvey, the 1992 line combinations for the Edmonton Oilers, the 1982 Quebec Nordiques, and Eric Weinstein, all in the first uh, 20 minutes. It was wonderful segues, let me tell you. <laughs> first of all, wait a sec. How come I'm not a young guy? I think you got to be in your 20s to be a young gun. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. I'm just feeling old, Bob. I'm turning 50 this year, so I guess I'm just feeling it. You are old. <laughs> did you ever meet uh, – you did CFL football. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure you were doing it uh, when Wes Montgomery was broadcast. Did you ever meet Wes Montgomery out of Edmonton? No, but that's the first time I ever met you. Was was CFL football, right. Yes, Back in like, I'm, what? I'm telling that story the day you retire, about the first day we ever met. What did I do? <laughs> I'm not telling you now. You have to save it for the day you retire. Oh, well, we're going to have another story coming up here of George LaRock as well, after uh, the little shot I gave him about not being much of a singer. <laughs> <laughs> 
I won't tell you who won his karaoke contest at his house once, but anyhow, okay. I digress. Now, I, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna have to call you during the break at one o'clock to figure out. All right, what? Uh, I, I'm not telling you. I, I'm not telling you this story. If you don't remember it, I'm not telling you. I'm t- I'm saving it for the day you retire. Wow, uh, is it one that I can laugh at myself about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, well, that's fine then. Yeah. Because you got to have self-deprecation. Yeah, uh, actually, do. Elliot, we talked quite a bit about you on yesterday's show because of Thirty-One Thoughts. Uh, we had Berkey on and we had John Shannon on, uh, so we talked a bit about sort of the concept of what you're hearing or what you think might happen if there is a resumption of the season, and then we hit on the TV stuff with Shannon. But let's get focused here um, because it seemingly with each and every—I mean, first things need to be first uh, explained to everybody. This literally changes hour by hour, doesn't it, for the league? Yes, I, I think that's very fair to say. I, I do think this is something that changes, you know, quite a bit. Um, and, and you know, I think also, while I think people are confident that there's going to be some form of NHL this summer, I think also the challenges and the timelines are becoming much more focused like for example let's talk about what the nba did today they announced that team facilities could be open for small groups and for example toronto the raptors they announced they're going to open them for one shooter basically and one assistant coach at a time uh, but the nhl has made it very clear the players have made it very clear they don't want that unless they can all pretty much open together or a vast majority of them can open. They don't want uh, a competitive disadvantage where some teams can work out or some facilities can be open and others can't. So, you know, Bob, I, I think right now we're not looking at that option probably until June. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that's kind of where we are. And, um, and so I think that everybody's kind of looking at things like at a later timeline. One of the things you suggested was the elimination of about seven teams in a 24-team playoff. Yeah, so I, I t- think that right now on May 8, 2020, is the most likely scenario. That can change, but if I had to bet that's what we were looking at, that's what I would bet on right now. So how would you envision, like, would there be regional, divisional playoffs? Is that how they would do it? Well, a week ago, uh, Mark Spector suggested that it would be uh, four hubs and the top six teams in each division. I think it's going to be a little different than that. I think it's going to be four hubs, and I still think Edmonton is very much alive to be one of those hubs. Um, I think it's four hubs, but I also think that if we get to... Because I don't think you can do two times 12. I'm not sure that... I mean, Toronto could do 12 teams. I don't know who else could, and I'm not sure they really want to do that. Yeah. Um, but so four times six, and what I think you're going to do is the problem is is that there's only five teams in your division that are playoff teams, right? And there's seven in the central. So I think to make it fair, and I think everybody says, if you, I think everybody understands the West, if you're going to go to 12, Chicago's that 12th team. They're five points up on Anaheim. So I think you're going to have to move one of the teams from the Central into the West. In the East, there's seven from the Metro and five from the Atlantic. So you're going to have to move one of those teams from the Metro into the Atlantic. 
Theoretically, Elliot, if Edmonton was to win a hosting berth, mm-hmm. would it guarantee that Edmonton would get the Pacific Division? Not right now. Uh, there is pushback on that. I, I do know that some teams have felt very strongly that, you know, if the, like to me, I, I don't get what the big deal is. Like, I, I will say that personally, look, everybody's going to be in quarantine. Everybody's going to be living in hotels. Uh, like, I don't see what the big deal is. But And, and also, I, I want to tell you, Bob, I don't know if it's a majority feeling one way or the other. I just do know it's been raised that if you're one of the hubs, you shouldn't get to play at the hub. So I think there is a chance that if Edmonton hosts the Pacific Division, or put it this way, if Edmonton hosts, you might not have the orders there. That either they could be moved into, say, the Central, but then you kind of have to move two teams, and then which seems silly, or that Edmonton could host, and maybe Edmonton hosts a different division. I don't know. I think it's possible that it doesn't. That that does occur. Yes possible i mean yeah. i i, I kind of look at it and i get that the media is the least of the concern and will n- likely be considerably scaled back I, but I, I don't know if there's going to be how many if there's going to be a media member in there right right but i you still want do you not want the buzz of you know kind of your, your local papers and that sort of thing if you're one of the cities and does that not increase if you're a host city, if your team is actually in the event where you're a host city? I don't know. I think it would. You know, like I said, Bob, like to me, I, I think it's ridiculous, but I'm not voting on this. Like, I, I don't see the big deal if, like, you know, the, the, the cities I hear a lot are Toronto, Columbus, Minnesota, Dallas, Edmonton, Vancouver, Vegas. You know, there could be more. I know that there were close to 15 teams that bid. So there's certainly more than what I named there. But I think those are some combination of the favorites, okay? I think. To me, what do I care if, you know, Toronto plays in Toronto, Edmonton plays in Edmonton, Columbus plays in Columbus, whatever. But I, I will tell you, it's been raised. You know, Elliot, uh, the numbers are the numbers, and, and we know that the COVID end of it is going to be part of it. Just to put things in perspective, there's been 12 people pass away in eight-plus weeks in Edmonton from COVID-19. Bob, Montre- I'm not getting into this debate just, with just, you. Just, 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 just hold on for a second. Montreal, real tough spot. They're over 1,700. But where I'm going nobody, with this is... Nobody is no- advocating for the games to be in Montreal. I know, I know. Is there something other than COVID and other th- than the facilities that could tip the scales in the favor of a city? Well, I, I think the only thing that, you know, first of all, number one is it's safe. So you guys are safe, generally. As far as we know, you guys are safe. So that's number one. That is by far and away the okay. number one thing. That's what Everybody I want to know. Had, yeah. What's that? I want to know how. What are the criteria that the league's using to to? And, and if okay, you're saying the number Bob, one issue, I'm telling co- you, number one is safety. It is by far number one. Okay. Then, after that, it comes down to: is do you have a modern rink? 
can you host a lot of teams? Right. I don't know what the particular order is after this. I'm just telling you what they are. Yeah. Do you have a lot of uh, – is your rink going to host a lot of teams? Yes, yours can. Rogers certainly can. We all know that. Um, how many hotel rooms do you have? That's a, another one. How many ice rinks do you have in a relatively small area for practices and things like that? How far do players have to go? Do they have to go by bus? Can they walk? Is it easy to keep them contained? I think those are the questions uh, after safety. Yeah, interesting. We had uh, Berkey on the show yesterday. Oh, and, and the other thing, too, is, Bob, and this is not insignificant, is cost. Like, it's going to be expensive to do this um, because the testing is expensive. Like, I don't know how much the end of like, how many tests are going to be necessary? Like, 20,000, 30,000 more? I don't know the answer to this, okay? Per right. Yep. And, and also, how much do those tests cost? Like, I watched Frank Saravelli yesterday uh, on, uh, on the Evil Telecom talk about, you know, how it's like $20 a test. There are guys who told me it's more than that. That's what I've been so told. It's more than I that. I think the, the cost is going to be a big deal. And the one thing that could help a place like Edmonton or Vancouver or Toronto is the Canadian dollars at 70 cents. And it's not good for businesses necessarily, but, and it's certainly not good for travelers. But in terms of costs, that could be a big benefit to the Oilers for the NHL. Yeah, and obviously the longer you go, the more the opportunity exists. You get more science in it. Elliot, I was told that quick testing for this, and again, the test that the province is currently doing, you get a response back in like a day or two. A quick test in a half hour or less might cost north of 100 bucks. That's what I was yeah, told. Yeah, I think so. that's possible. I've heard similar, but, yeah. like, uh, I, but someone said, like, don't go with that number as hard and fast. Yeah. So that's, I think that's reasonable. Yesterday, when Berkey was on, Elliot Friedman joining us, who did a great job working on CFL on CBC, and it was only a matter of time before they pulled him out of there and got him on the NHL show because he was that good. Uh, anyhow, I digress. Uh, Elliot, yesterday Berkey said, well, what if you went down to 18? Like, they might only have time to have an 18 playoff. Yeah. I... Uh, can that but that to, me, that, that to me, Bob, that, that's a worst-case scenario, right? Well, okay. the worst-case scenario is they don't play. Right. Okay? Um, but for that's like, you know, like, like the thing is now, like, reasonably, Bob, like, when are these guys going to camp, right? When's training camp? Yep. Best-case scenario now, we're probably end of June. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Like, I don't know that. Like, that's just me looking at the calendar, okay? Best case scenario, because today, you know, for example, Rob Ford said, or Rob Ford, Doug said, Ford said today that if teams come to Toronto, you're going to have to go through the quarantine, right? Yep. So, you know, you're probably looking at it, you know, you're you're, going to training camp mid to late June, best case scenario. So if you're talking a three-week, if you're talking a three-week training camp, you know when are you playing? Like end of July, 
mid, mid to end July the best case. So, like, you know, I think the players in the league understands right now you're playing in August and September. Now, can you do a full playoff with 24 teams in August, September? Yes, I think you can. Because, but you probably aren't having all best of sevens. You're working on some smaller, and you probably hope you can play, if you can, the, the last two rounds, best of seven. But then, if we start to compress it even later than that, Bob, then yeah, you could be talking 16 teams. You could be talking eight teams. But I think that's only if you don't think you can play into later August and September. So in your 24-team model, would you envision yep. the top two teams percentage-wise for points in each division having a buy and then 3.6 yep. and 4.5 and a best of three or something? Well, I think there's a couple different ways you can do it. I don't think teams want buys. Okay. I, 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 like the top teams don't want buys, and I understand that. Like I, I think we all get that. So, Bob, what about this? Okay. What if you do something small where everybody maybe plays everybody, everybody gets two or three games against each other, and then you sort of as your warm-up slash games, and then you go into the playoffs where you do three versus six and one and two get a bye. So how about this? Hmm. Either you everybody plays two games to get going or three games to get going, and then you start the playoffs. Or what you can do is you can say, okay, here's what we do. Three, six, and two, uh, three, six, and four, five to kind of get it started. Yep. And one and two play for the first two spots with the team that was in first play is getting some kind of advantage. Sure. Last change, whatever. Yeah, sure. Why not? Well, or or no, but like maybe what you do is you 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 start it off by saying, well, let's just say this. Like if if one and two start, let's say let's just say how many points was Vegas ahead of Edmonton? Three, I think. Three. Yeah. What if Vegas plays game one? What if you play two games? And Vegas plays game one, and they start with a two-goal advantage. Or they're given a one-goal advantage in the two games. Wow. Like, try something different. Than well, there's no – look, we've never experienced this before, so yeah. there's, there's so no like, – like, like, this is me – like, Bob, this is me thinking off the top of my head, okay? Right. So, game one – Vegas, like Vegas and Edmonton play for the number one seed. Game one, Vegas gets two goal lead. If, if let's just say, and, and let's be either, and, and the loser of game one has to win game two in regulation to force a sudden death overtime for the number one seed. So let's just say game one, Vegas gets a two goal lead. McDavid and Dreisaitl will go wild. McDavid gets eight points. Dreisaitl gets eight points. Edmonton comes back and wins the game. That means game two, Vegas has to win it in regulation. If they don't, Edmonton's your uh, Pacific Division champion. If they do, 
you go to sudden death overtime, first goal wins the Pacific Division. In- interesting concepts. There you go. Elliot Freeman. Elliot, just before we let you go, uh, you did work in the C- CFL. I-, I know you cared yeah. about the league. Um, you-, you helped promote a lot of Western Ontario pr- uh, players, and they've always had a real good program. Yeah, They're in a tough spot, aren't they? This is going to be yeah. like, this is hard to watch, isn't it? It's really hard to watch. It, it's it, it's it's really really hard to watch. And um, you know, I I don't know what the answer is here because you know what the other thing too is is that you know like you know that like you know who else is in a lot of trouble, the CHL. Yeah. And you can't imagine like and you and like the Western Hockey League like I know like. That's that's a league also with huge connections and to the country, and you know they're going to be watching this and saying, well, okay, if the CFL gets something, we got to get something, right? And I'm sure women's hockey is looking at it and saying, wait, 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 if the CFL gets something and the CHL wants something, you know, we deserve something. So I don't know if 150 million is the number. And I'll tell you something else. Like they're gonna like the one thing that I thought that that really hurt them yesterday was saying we haven't worked out how much of this is gonna go to the players. Like right. if I'm the government, I'm I'm sending them back and I'm saying, What's your deal with the players? Don't come back, give us a plan, a specific plan of what you need and how it's gonna work. And then we'll start working on it. Like you can't just come and say we want 150 million, but you'll have to trust us that you'll get your investment. You need to have a plan. And I and I think if if they can come with a plan specifically on how it would all work, I think people would be more than willing to listen and say, okay, let's work with this. Interesting. As always, Elliot, we appreciate your time, and we'll touch base uh, during the course of the next week. All right, Bob. Have a great weekend, buddy. You bet. 12.55 in Edmonton for the River Cree Resort Casino. That's our headliner today, Elliot Friedman. We are going to go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Come back with the WHL Coach of the Year, Brad Lauer. Derek Minkowski here. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.